0: You know, it's 7.30 in the morning, and I got nothing better to do than make a podcast for my contributors, and I'm going to give you guys the best of the best of the best. I'm going to give you guys Kaneda unfiltered. It's been too long. I'm always reserved. I'm always worried. What's everyone going to think? Are people going to go after me? I don't really care. On the Canada Club, you guys are going to get the old school, the raw version of Canada. It doesn't mean I have to curse. It doesn't mean I have to curse. I might throw some F-bombs out there, but I'm going to talk about on this episode for you guys exclusively. The 88 of you who donate to Patreon and the PayPal people out there who can't figure Patreon out, you're going to get my feelings right now on the ridiculous statement Jersey Jack Pinball is sending to its customers who are asking for washer kits. I can't wait to read you this statement and deconstruct it. It's not very long, but it obviously shows they don't even think we can think with any common sense. We're going to talk about Spooky's new release and why is it taking them so long to just show us what the hell the damn two games are. And then we got Deep Root Pinball, a company that will never die because you know why? The last people, the last people that should be paying for Raza are paying for Raza. You and me, the taxpayers of the United States of America. Let's go with Canada Club episode four right now. Welcome to Oh, yeah! Welcome to my house. This is Kaneda's house and I'm hanging with my contributors and you guys are going to get episode four of the Canada Club and they're not going to get it. I just had to tease all those mofos out there. You know, when you do this for five years and you've got a few thousand people that listen to every single episode and then you ask people, show your support, show your love for five years of absolutely free content, 88 of you showed up and there's some more of you. On my PayPal as well. You guys can't figure Patreon out. But here we go right now. Let's get right to it. I want to talk about how stupid some of the things are that are happening in the pinball world. How inane they are. How ridiculous they are. And this is not me creating controversy. I always love when people say that. He creates the drama. He creates the controversy. The stuff I'm about to talk about right now, I didn't freaking create. I don't wake up in New York City. Look at my beautiful wife, my beautiful child, and say, how can I conjure up some ridiculous, toxic thing in the pinball world? Everything I'm about to talk to you about right now, I am reacting to. I would love to live in a world in which these pinball companies could actually treat us like respectable human beings that can actually think. I would like to live in a world where there is no pinball drama where they make games, they put them in boxes, and you get to buy them. That's how almost every single product we engage with on planet Earth works. Can you imagine if most of the products that Amazon sold us, we opened up the box and there were freaking problems with it? And if we went to get support, we got stupid comments from the companies and we didn't get real fixes and resolutions. But welcome to pinball, people. I mean, I get better customer service on a $3,000 flat screen TV. If I unbox it and there is one dead pixel, I will be sent a new TV without any headaches. And If I buy a $10,000 pinball machine and there's an issue, good luck. Good luck to you getting any resolution. And there's a point now, I'm looking at Pinside, and there's a Jurassic Park freaking premium for sale. A Jurassic Park premium listed for sale for $9,000. I think that's the moment, right? Is that the moment we jump the shark? What point do we look at this entire hobby and just say it's getting effing ridiculous between the prices, between the sloppiness of the companies, between all these boutiques you can't get their shit together? How many years are we going to go on and on and on this merry-go-round and then try to blame Canada's pinball podcast. I mean, I'm here to entertain you. I'm here to say stuff that nobody else will say. I mean, I was listening to other podcasts the other night. And I was like, oh, let me check out these guys. You know, they're always really funny, really campy. And they are really funny and really campy. And all it is is everybody kissing everybody's ass. Dropping names of sponsors left and right. Where did the world go wrong? Where are the independent thinkers in pinball? Where are they? Why aren't there more people looking at this stuff saying this is bullshit? (laughs) Like, this is literally bullshit. It's a super fun toy. I love pinball. I love buying it. But when certain things happen, like I'm about to read to you, where's the outcry? Where are people saying this is bullshit? You know, where's the coverage from this week in pinball? I've, I've said this to Jeff Patterson. I was like, Jeff. You said you were going to cover the playfield issues. You are the number one pinball news outlet. You write about stuff that's newsworthy in pinball that people who are into pinball should be aware of. So should not people be aware that there are playfield issues with Jersey Jack games? Okay, he said he was going to cover it. That was months ago. Where's the coverage? Nothing. Okay? Where's the coverage of alien pinball machines that are having a lot of problems out of box? Nothing. Nothing. So this is where we are in pinball. You realize this, people. We have a world in which everyone is on the side of the fence of cheerleading the companies, cheerleading the games. But when things go wrong and when there are issues that should be addressed, guess who covers it? Nobody. And it's left to me to be the bad guy. But you get to hang with the bad guy right now. Okay, so let's start with this. We're going to talk about the Jersey Jack communication. Then we're going to talk about Spooky Pinball and where this game is or these games are and how they're launching this machine. And then I want to talk to you about Deep Root at the end. Not a lot to say, but life goes on for Deep Root. And unfortunately for you and me, the U.S. taxpayers are going to be the final bailout that J-Pop gets. It's pretty sickening when I think about this whole thing and how it's all sort of just been a never-ending cycle of burning money to get this game out that's not worth it because guess what no game is worth it how much money can you throw at J-Pop to get something that's not even worth it this whole thing has been a 10-year calamity Zidware buyers got duped, Pentasia buyers got duped, American Pinball people who bought Magic Girls got duped the whole thing has just been the greatest way to evaporate money in the pinball world like like nothing else and it's still going and now there's hundreds of thousands of government loans going to deep root to make the Raza games and to keep these people salaried and it's just crazy. That we're still here. Alright, so let's start with Jersey Jack Pinball. And I will say this. I'm going to speak from the heart on these Canada clubs. I have loved pinball like I've never loved pinball before. When I saw the magic that was Guns N' Roses pinball. You know it. You saw how excited I was. This game meant so much to me. And it still is a masterpiece game. I want to start out by saying that. These play field issues are not. They do not detract. From the amazing game that Eric Minier, Keith Johnson, and Slash and company created. And I know there's a team of people over there that also worked really hard on creating this game. And this is not an indictment of those people. This is not an indictment of Jersey Jack as an entire entity. But, but... I know Jersey Jack will be listening to this because I know they listen to everything I say. That's why they unfriend me on their Facebook page. That's why Ken Cromwell unfriends me on Facebook. They listen to what Canada says. And guess what their response to Canada is? Please stop attacking our company. And I want to talk directly to them right now because I'm not attacking your company. I am responding to what your company is doing. I am allowed as a customer of your product, which I purchased. I am allowed to respond to what you do. Your actions speak louder than words. And yet I will deconstruct the words you are sending to your customers. But ultimately over the past few months, this thing has sucked my enjoyment out of pinball. It really has. I loved this game so much and now I know that they're not going to do anything for me if I have an issue. How can that put me in a good mood? I love Jersey Jack Pinball. I root for this company because they are the only company that's really trying to put more into pinball. But as I always said with this company, they always find a way to disappoint. And there's always an Achilles heel with every game they launch and here we are, same story, just different title and it's unfortunate and I bet this is more depressing to Eric and Keith than anybody else because they worked so hard on this game it's now nothing but play at your own risk and look, I understand the other side of this argument that we should all be grown adults We shouldn't let it bother us A little chip on the playfield does not ruin the experience of playing the game This is why this whole thing has been so hard on so many of us Because it catches us in the middle of even our own ridiculousness Our own OCD behavior around pinball machines And I get it It's almost like we're a little bit to blame, right? We're expecting way too much from these products Where it's a steel ball bouncing around wood and clear coat and plastic and we expect nothing to happen. You know, we never used to feel this way when we were kids. We went into the arcade and we just banged on arcade machines and we banged on pinball machines and we had fun and we had smiles on our faces and we went home and we enjoyed these games. That is how kids deal with games. And for many of us, we buy these games to get back to that feeling of being a kid. But the problem now is this, when we were children, We were never OCD little crybabies. We weren't. We weren't OCD little crybabies. Nobody went into the arcade back in the day and say, hey, this Tron has a scratch on its decal. Hey, this Adams family has a chip over here by this post. Hey, this shooter lane is all worn out. But as grown adults, we want the toys that kids enjoy, but we want to approach them like a bunch of whiny babies. And we do. And you see it. Now, do we expect more for our money? And should these games be better quality for the money? Absolutely. But that's the problem with it all. We want this mint version of something that naturally is taking a beating. We want these machines that used to be on location only to hold up like collectibles for our homes and our houses. And that is never what pinball was meant to be. But we also know that you can have your cake and eat it too. We know that there are companies out there that have fixed the play field issues. And that is why Jersey Jack Pinball is the most painful pinball company for me to cover. And I know they listen to this. They know the reason why they're painful to observe. Because they make the most magical games. And then they can't figure out. The same issue over and over again you know what the issues are and it's just at the point now where it's just stupid and it's asinine but here's the part where i really am the most disappointed in them i understand jersey jack pinball if mirko sent you play fields that are all over the place i get it i have empathy because you had trust in your vendor that they would figure this out. You believed Mirko when he put his little quality seal on the playfield, and clearly that doesn't work. This is a playfield issue. This is not a Jersey Jack manufacturing issue. Jersey Jack knows that Mirko is telling customers that it's Jersey Jack's fault. Jersey Jack has been more professional and not thrown Mirko under the bus. They probably are scrambling to try to find another vendor to make their play fields. but playfield vendors are not a dime a dozen this isn't like making a pizza there's not like thousands of pizzerias out there that you could just switch your, your vendor or your supplier this is very very sort of highly skilled work that not a lot of people do so I have empathy for Jersey Jack Pinball they must be so annoyed and frustrated that this has happened again But here's the part I just don't get. And and this is why, Jersey Jack, I know you're listening. You've got to think before you tell people stuff like this. When your customers reach out to you and are asking for help and are asking to get the preventative kit, it's not a solution, but this might help prevent your game from getting chips and pulling and having playfield issues that you don't want. When your customers reach out to you and you write back to them this answer, this is where I'm like, you know what, I'm kind of just at the point where I'm done with Jersey Jack Pinball because it's like they're not even thinking about what they're saying. And this stuff speaks volumes and common sense, as my mom always said, is the most important thing to have in life. It doesn't matter that you have billions of dollars. It doesn't matter that you went to Ivy League schools. It doesn't matter what your job is, what your title is. You need common sense. Because when I read something like I'm about to read and I apply it through a common sense filter, I just shoulder shrug and want to walk away and be done with Jersey Jack pinball because it's like they don't even think. Okay, so I want to give you the context for this. So a customer of Guns N' Roses Pinball saw that they were sending out washer kits to help with the issues, okay? And this is the response that Jersey Jack Pinball sent back to their customer. We are not offering washer kits as we are having a hard time securing inventory. Your best bet is to reach out to your favorite parts supplier and ordering from them, comma, we do not recommend anyone modifying their game. Let me repeat that in layman's terms. We don't have kits. We can't find parts. But you should go to your favorite supplier and get the parts. And then we don't recommend using those parts. That is what this is saying. Can we for a moment just call this the most ridiculous statement of the year? Jersey Jack, let me get this straight. You can't source parts, but you're telling people where to go get the parts. So why don't you go get the parts from your favorite parts supplier? And if someone does get washers, what the hell is this final statement? We do not recommend anyone modifying their game. What? I don't understand. You just told me you can't give me a solution. Where to go get the solution, but don't you install that solution? This is the problem with JJP right now. It is like the lawyer wrestled the keyboard away from their customer service person who was typing this and threw in that final line that indemnifies them to anything you do on your game that if you wanted to put washers on your machine to solve the problem don't do it this is the most contradicting statement i think i've read all year and this is just bs and they should be ashamed of themselves for sending this stuff out and jersey jack this is not me attacking your company do you understand that your customers that can afford your expensive machines are well-educated, they can think critically, they're going to read something like this and then do what, Jersey Jack? What do you think they're going to do when they read this? Okay, so, I mean, you're basically saying, we can't help you out, you might be able to go help yourself, but don't help yourself because then we're not going to support whatever you do, don't modify your game. These are not modifications, Jersey Jack. Nobody wants to modify their game. This isn't like you're plugging in an electrical mod to the game and using up the power source and, you know, or create a short in your game. This is not a modification, Jersey Jack. This is a necessary thing people have to do to fix the problems that are in the products you're sending them. A modification is something you do to make the game better. When you modify something, you make it better. This is not a modification. When someone sticks a Band-Aid on their body, people, do you see your friend with a Band-Aid and he says, yo, Chris, I just modified myself with this Band-Aid. Jersey Jack, wake up. You're too smart, gentlemen. You are too smart. Pat Lawler, Brett Abbas, Ken Cromwell, Eric Minier. You guys are too smart for communication like this. Tell the lawyer to sit down. Tell the lawyer to stop with this stuff. This is such legal speak, and it's not doing you any favors. And I think these guys need to come up with a solution. I think they need to move past Mirko, and I think they need to send everyone who has a Guns N' Roses, they need to send you these kits. This shouldn't have to be something you ask for because by the time you're asking for it, your game is probably displaying some issues. And this is how you do it, Jersey Jack. You sold us games that were very expensive. These washer kits that also come with new posts. There's been no communication about any of it. There's no communication. There's no communication about what the new posts are, how you design them that way, what you did and why you think that's going to be a solution. There's been zero communication. And so, like I said, nobody else wants to talk about this. Nobody else wants to cover this. Everybody else just wants to brush this under the rug because they're all friends with Jersey Jack Pinball. And I mean this. When I see the Jersey Jack team at shows, it's going to be them who don't want to walk up to me. I will happily walk up to them, shake their hand, congratulate them on a great game, and encourage them to get a resolution and to start talking to us like we're grown adults who have common sense, okay? All right, Canada Club, man, man, I wish everybody could hear this. They don't get to hear it. You get to hear it. All right, let's talk about Spooky Pinball because this thread right now in the Spooky Pinball, the next Spooky Pinball theme, it's derailed. And this has not been a great release week for Spooky Pinball. This is not how you do it. The way they did the Rick and Morty release was so much better orchestrated than this. And I've been reaching out to Spooky Pinball, and the thing they keep telling me is we need to wait for or approval before we can show stuff. And I'm just like, why did you dummies, and I, and I love the team over there, so I say that facetiously, but why would you dummies even put out the Halloween video if you didn't have all of your ducks in a row on your launch? Like, wouldn't you submit everything for license or approval, get their approval on everything you're going to do, and then go live? Like, now you have this completely ridiculous and sloppy launch happening right now. And look, I don't think this is going to impact sales at all. I I know it. Spooky Pinball has a customer base. They have a fan base. Halloween is a licensed theme. They're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. This is me analyzing how stupid, though, and how silly and how sloppy this launch has been. I mean, first and foremost... You want the attention to be on one game at one time, not two. Stern would never release two games on one day. So this whole, like, it's going to be Halloween and another theme on the same design is inane. It's not smart. It's nothing you should really be doing. I think what's happened here is this. I think Charlie... Just in a little bit of a selfish way. And he deserves to be selfish. He wants to see this obscure game as a pinball machine. And instead of just making it for himself... You know, it's too expensive to do that, you know, to do it properly. I think he just is using this Halloween game as a way to get some other thing out there that would be a complete commercial failure. Absolutely commercial failure. I keep hearing that the people over at Spooky are scratching their heads on this other title. And everyone's just like, why are we wasting our time with this? But it is what it is. But the problem now is all of the attention has moved away from Halloween. This is why this is a marketing mistake. Everyone is now guessing what the second title is instead of saying how excited for Halloween they are. This is not how you do it. You don't want to distract people from the main act, which is Halloween. This is like everyone's trying to guess who's the opening act going to be for Guns N' Roses. Who gives a shit who the opening act is? The main act is Guns N' Roses, right? The main act in this concert is Halloween. And he's got everyone more excited to try to figure out who the opening act is. That is stupid. That is a mistake. And where is it? It's the 4th of July weekend. This is the other part that makes no sense. The whole thing was just, it was put up on a Tuesday. We got confirmation it's Halloween. Everyone is now going into a long weekend in which they don't want to be thinking about pinball. They're going to be traveling, on vacation, at barbecues. And when are we going to open the order banks now? So it probably is not going to be this weekend. It's probably going to be next week. And so now you have this two-week period of a completely sloppy launch. And every time I go into the thread, I'm like, what is this shit? Like, how do you work a year and a half on a game and you launch it like this? And the lack of creativity in pinball with pinball launches too. It's like, it's like the only tactic people know how to do now is let's show the other side of the play field first and have them guess. Okay, we've seen that now time and time again. Uh, why can't people do something original? Why can't each launch have an original creative thing you do? to get people excited that's based on the theme itself. How fun would it be if Spooky Pinball found like a pumpkin patch somewhere and and hid a USB stick inside it that had all of the details about Halloween Pinball and they had people go and try and find it? I don't know, just do something. Think a little bit originally about this whole thing, all right? Now, here's what I think is going to happen. You know, the other thing I keep thinking about, is this game going to sell out? Are they going to sell 1,000 units of Halloween? And I think the answer is yes, unequivocally yes. They're going to sell a 1,000 of this game. Will it sell out day one? My guess is it won't sell out day one. I do think it's going to need a little bit of time to sell everyone. But here's where the but is. If the game is freaking awesome... And the play field and the shots and the mechs And everything about this game is super freaking cool Then absolutely I think it'll sell out possibly day one And guess what ladies and gentlemen That's how it freaking should be Games should stop selling out before we see them Mandalorian selling out before we see it And then we see it and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be so honest right now. Mandalorian is so meh in my mind. Mandalorian sells out before anyone sees it. There's absolutely nothing magical under the glass in that game. You know it. I mean, damn, Aldous Cooper's Nightmare Castle used a magnet way cooler than the damn baby Yoda does. And here we are. It's sold out. Not only that, people are spending way over sticker on an Ellie. This is stupid. This entire hobby has become so freaking stupid where, like, games sell out before you even see it. I understand a game selling out once you see it, even if you haven't played it. We also can make a connection by seeing something and understanding how fun it's going to be to flip. I I can make that connection. Like, I could look at a Hot Wheels next to Tales of the Arabian Nights. I could put those two games next to each other, and I could easily determine... That I would have more fun on Toadin than Hot Wheels simply because of what's under the glass and seeing the game. Absolutely, and so could you. Now, the problem with pinball lately is it doesn't even matter. Stern's just going to keep clobbering us with themes that we want, and they're going to sell out right away. And that's going to lead them to putting less in the games. Why would they put more in the games? Now, I do think Godzilla will be packed. I do think it will be packed, but it's still going to be a Stern, people. Don't be fooled. This isn't going to be like Stern's Godzilla is going to look like a JJP game. It's not going to happen, folks. I do think this spooky could be a day one sellout if the game is packed. Curious to see how the other obscure theme does if it's launched simultaneously. Now, the word on the street was something like a thousand Halloweens and 750 of the other one. Now, that other one seems like a high number because this thing seems to be more obscure than Rob Zombie, more obscure more obscure than Alice Cooper. So my word to Spooky is they can do better with this launch. It's just been a little bit of a sloppy launch and the whole thing is kind of exhausting going into that thread and seeing everybody just make endless guesses that are all gonna be wrong, okay? And, and I just want to say out there to the haters that said Kaneda didn't guess Halloween and Canada threw out so many guesses. I gave people three titles. Three titles, people. I didn't throw out a hundred guesses. And I told you Halloween was the one I thought it really was going to be. And I went back to it as I got more information and I was right. So I was right with Halloween. I was right with Mandalorian. And again, point me in the direction of another pinball podcast out there that told you Mandalorian, that told you Halloween. They can't do it. Even if they know it's that, they won't do it. Why is it that no other pinball podcast on planet Earth, if they know what a company's title is going to be won't share it with you because they want to be friends with the companies. I don't really care. Let's just end this episode with Deep Root and why I think this is the most ridiculous thing that still continues to go on and on and on. And I think what's ridiculous about Deep Root and Raza is the sheer amount of money that's continued to be pumped into this company. It's been millions of dollars. And we know it's been millions and millions of dollars because we can see right now that the U.S. government has given Deep Root money as of April of 2021. Almost another million dollars has gone from the U.S. Small Business Administration in the form of a paycheck protection program, all right? And this is defined as, an SBA-backed loan that helps businesses keep their workforce employed during the COVID-19 crisis. Now, nobody told the U.S. government that Deep Root's been trying to make this game for years prior to COVID. And it is kind of comical that they are now taking government money, taxpayer money, that is meant to go to businesses so they can pay their employees so that good businesses don't go out of business because they can't pay the salaries of their employees. Are you telling me that Deep Root Pinball and Deep Root Studios and Deep Root Technology, that these were successful businesses that had a hard time because of COVID and they needed help? no. This isn't how it's supposed to work. We're not supposed to bail out failed operations that have had years to try to make something happen. Years. Imagine if a restaurant, imagine if Deep Root was a restaurant. I love the metaphor of a restaurant. Imagine if Deep Root was a restaurant and for years they didn't bring out any food to its customers. For years. And then eventually, you know, they have paying customers who still didn't get their food. And so then COVID hits. Now, this is a restaurant that hasn't been successful for three years prior to COVID hitting. Should the U.S. government and taxpayers give that restaurant money to continue to pay its servers? Or should that restaurant have been out of business years ago? And this is the part I just don't get. The ability, and I'm saying like, look, Robert's doing this legally. Whatever they do to sort of figure out who gets this money He did it. He did whatever he had to do to get this loan. And what's interesting about this loan that he just got, I'm going to give you the amounts. So the Deep Root loan for Deep Root Tech was $759,000 and that's for 47 jobs retained. Let's just stop there for a minute. There are 47 people working at Deep Root Technology and not one game has shipped. 47. Isn't that more people than spooky pinball employees? 47 jobs what are these 47 people doing every day where are the games Robert why can't you show us a photo of those 47 people making the games but also Deep Root Studios which is more of like the software division of Deep Root they also got a loan for $298,000 to retain 18 jobs This is insane to me that there are 65 employees over at Deep Root Pinball. The U.S. government just gave them another million dollars to pay those people's salaries. And not one game has shipped. Not one photo has surfaced of a production line. Nothing. They said these games would ship six to eight weeks back in December. And here we are in July. Now, look, if you're in on this game, this is good news to you because it means they're going to continue to go to make these games. And look, will Raza's get made? I think they will. But if you add up how much is each Raza costing Deep Root Pinball, I mean, I think a low estimate and I mean this, a low estimate is probably like. $100,000 per game because over the last four to five years, this company has spent at least $10 million on getting this game to market and there's only 122 of them. They're not going to sell 4,000 in one year like Guns N' Roses, 122. Now, for those of you in on Raza who think you're going to have some holy grail that's going to skyrocket in value, I don't know. This pinball market is insane. But here's the bigger question. If you're not a burned Zidware customer, and I understand why the burned Zidware customers want their games. I get that. But for everybody else, how can you support this? How can you wake up and support a company that is now taking from taxpayers to finish John Papaduke's game. John Papaduke has burned through so many millions of dollars to get this game out. Look at Raza, ladies and gentlemen. Just go watch the videos of Raza. Watch all of the videos. You can watch the videos on Deep Roots page. You can watch it on YouTube. You tell me where any of this is worth it. The art's not nearly as good as the Zombie Yeti art. It's not nearly as good. It's not nearly as colorful. It's not nearly as good as Zombie Yeti's Raza and Matt Andrews's Raza. It's not. Go look at the old Raza. It looks much better. Look at the mechanisms in this game. There's nothing new. There's nothing original. There's nothing innovative. The pin bar, which is the most innovative thing they're bringing, do we need that? When you play pinball, are you staring at the lockdown bar? No, that's not what makes pinball better. Everything below the glass is what people want. Is it a sexy package? Sure, the game looks sexy, but there are plenty of sexy games out there that I could go get today. So what was worth it? What was worth it? Where did all this effort go awry? Why did so much money get spent and there's still nothing to show for it? How do you make up all of that lost capital? You you, you just can't. You can't make it up with Food Truck. So I don't know. Eventually, eventually they're going to have to open up the curtain and they're going to have to send out the Razas and get to game two. And I've heard Food Truck is pretty impressive. I have. I won't lie. For the people that saw it, I heard it's got some really neat stuff in it. How do you survive food truck versus Mandalorian? Food truck versus Godzilla? Food truck versus Guns N' Roses? I I just don't know how you do it. So this is where we're at. You know, John Papaduke doesn't have nine lives. He has 19 lives. And he just keeps going and going and going. And I, I would love to be a fly on the wall over at Deep Root today. And I will say this. I think it is pathetic That the people who live in Texas who are customers who were promised a tour of Deep Root Don't have the guts to knock on the door and go get a tour Knock on the door and ask for a tour Are, Are you really that scared of Robert Mueller that you can't do that? And if they don't give you a tour and they won't let you in Then there's your answer But at least report back to the consumers and to the community That's what they told you that they wouldn't let you in And cars in a parking lot do not equal pinball manufacturing abilities, people. They do not. I could pull up to Giant Stadium and see 45,000 cars in the parking lot. That doesn't mean a pinball machine could be made by anybody in the stands. And I don't care if it's 10 cars or 65 cars. It means nothing. You don't just know how to manufacture pinball machines. And this isn't just like a small little operation. They need to turn on something very big because they've invested very big. And if you ask me, I don't think they're going to be able to figure it out. It's clearly not as simple as they thought. It's much more difficult than they thought. And I don't even think they have all the parts sourced. I don't because where's the game? Where's the game? And I hope they release the game because here's what. I'm so sick of analyzing Deep Root's intentions. I want to look at the game And I want to judge them by their products. That's how it's supposed to be. I talked at the beginning of this podcast. That's how the world's supposed to work. I'm supposed to talk about companies based on the products, not based on promises, not based on vaporware they've been working on for 10 years. What is the actual product you are telling me is done and ready for me to jump on and ready for me to react to? And I love that they think they're laughing at me. Who's laughing at anybody but them? They've had five years, millions of dollars, and not one game. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to Canada Club episode four. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get entertained by this. And I'm going to keep doing these Canada Clubs. And I really appreciate it because I do put a ton of hard work into this show. And it's been years and years and years and hours and hours and hours. And I got to get my merchandise ready because I know a lot of you want to sport Canada's Pinball Podcast merchandise. That is coming as well. You will get access to the merchandise before anybody else. And so thank you again. It means a lot to me, Brenda and Killian, that you contribute every month and support Canada's Pinball Podcast. Peace out, people. Welcome to my house. It's my house. <laughs>